All right, we're live. Uh, hey, everybody, welcome to the PEO Speedwagon podcast, uh, the inaugural one, the first one right out of the gate. Um, thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for listening in. Um, happy to be here. I am I'm Rick. I'm the VP of Strategic Growth with PEOMG, uh, joined by Ryan, our president uh, here at PEOMG as well. And uh, this one's going to be a unique first episode. Uh, we're kind of going to dual host it a little bit. And so, um, Ryan, why don't you why don't you do a little intro on yourself here, and uh, you know, kind of say hi. Certainly, uh, Ryan Shapiro, president founder of PEOMG, which is a PEO and HR outsourcing consulting for- firm, and um, you know, really excited about this you know inaugural podcast that we're going to do. We're going to have some fun with these things, and um, we're going to hit it quick, kind of a la speed wagon, but um, you know. The goal of this for for me very much is just to kind of have fun in the PEO industry, which isn't always associated with the most fun. I mean, right? It's HR, it's HR outsourcing. There's nothing sexy about it. Um, uh, so maybe we can have a little fun with it and along the way, share some knowledge and stories and perspective and, um, you know, just have a good time with this. No, no expectations. Lower your expectations. That is key anytime you're flipping this thing on. Yeah, this is a this is a casual listen podcast. You can turn us on in the car on your way to work. Uh, it's not too much, not too data heavy. Maybe we'll get in the weeds a, a bit, but um, let's hear a little background, Ryan. I guess what um, what led you to the PEO space and PEOMG uh, uh, as a as a company? Yeah, I, it started way back in two thousand and eight. Um, I was hired by an organization that was a called at that time Administaff. Three years later, transformed into Insperity with a with a really cool rebrand, and um, all along the way, just uh, really enjoyed the the conversation and the impact that uh, a PEO could have. I mean, fundamentally, I believe at its core, there is no solution that sits in the marketplace that can help take a business further faster than a PEO can, because it's such an incredible tool to help empower your people and also attract and retain and, and motivate um, your most important asset. Um, kind of the passion from that started before because my father was an entrepreneur. He ran a small to medium-sized business, which is at the center of every PEO conversation is the the backbone of this economy, small to medium-sized uh, businesses and their employees and their families. And so I kind of had that built in initially. And then when I came to work for Administaff slash Insperity, uh, it was really just allowed to blossom. And so grew into this role of a, a salesperson and then inevitably became a leader within the organization at a local level here in St. Louis. And then was honored to be given the opportunity to run a really important part of the country, which is the Pacific Northwest and San Francisco and Silicon Valley. And really kind of, in a lot of ways, an epicenter of significant entrepreneurial growth and did that for, for many years. And then took... Um, as LeBron would say, took my, you know, my talents elsewhere and went into the startup world, a world in which I had become quite ingrained in out in Silicon Valley and did that here for a company that's based in St. Louis and took that through the acquisition process after it had grown significantly and um, had a tremendous amount of success helping companies in the area of marketing and lead generation, AI driven lead, lead generation. And then when that process kind of came to its design conclusion, started talking about getting back into the world of PEO. And what I felt was that it wasn't right to go back and work for a PEO, that there was a different approach that could be taken that would be more impactful. And uh, so started the organization PEOMG and 
launched that here at the top of September and and really just have been spending a lot of time helping small to medium-sized businesses get into a tailored HR environment, PEO or not, um, but really uh, helping those organizations grow and, and giving them tools for the most important asset again, which is their people. That's awesome. Yeah. How many years did you say you were in the PEO space? What's the total up to now? Uh, now it's somewhere around the 17 year mark. Um, spent a couple of years in HCM, e-learning, so on and so forth. So, you know, had a little time outside of PEO, but in HR, but so we'll call it 17. Sounds right. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. And you'd mentioned the lead gen stint there for a little while. That was where our paths of course crossed over, um, and kind of, uh, now led us here today, both at PEOMG. Right. Um, Awesome. Well, I mean, that's that's a pretty long tenure in the PEO space, you know, from advising to being at uh, multiple companies and going through acquisitions as well. Um, what have been some of the, I guess, evolutions that you've seen in the industry over time? Um, you know, it, it's been pretty broad. So not only have I seen in the industry it grow expansively from the number of companies it serves and the, the lives are in a small business, but also just now there's 487 PEOs across the country. And that's just one that's, you know, that's an element that has grown so tremendously because of the need in the marketplace for these HR solutions to help small and medium-sized businesses grow. Yeah. With, within the PEO space, it's a little more specific. It's, you know, it used to be in much more of a payroll benefits play. Um, that kind of where this relationship started with somebody was how could I save you money and control the cost and health insurance? How could we manage your payroll and take this administrative burden off your plate? And now it's grown much more into a system of action to help people attract and retain their individuals, um, motivate, de develop, reward folks, have really good benefits, um, but also have a technology platform that spiders through the entire organization that just pulls together the entire employee relationship from onboarding to retirement. And so now technology has kind of taken a much bigger role than it did, you know, even 15 years ago. And then um, also just the differentiation of service models with 487 of, <clears throat> of these, of these firms out there, they all do it differently. And they, you know, in a lot, you know, many, many of them do it really, really well. Um, and so now it's become a focus more on, tailoring that right service model to that right organization and their philosophy and the way they look at their employees. Are they more of the quadrant of needing just real high tech and low level hands-on service? Or are they an organization that's looking for leadership development, talent and, and talent management? And, and so now the, the, there's become much more specialty within the PEOs than there had been in the past where they were much more just kind of similar and, and to a degree agnostic. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. As somebody not from the PEO industry myself, I'm learning a tremendous amount about the industry and from you and from Napio and all these different services. Mm -hmm. um, but it seems like it's one, an extremely complex relationship that needs a lot of navigating through. Um, and so I'm kind of curious, what kind of transformations have you seen businesses go through when they started using a, a PEO? You, you know, it really depends. I mean, uh, significant transformation, the type of transformation largely depends on where they are in their business life cycle when they decide to implement a PEO. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I think of some of the companies that I worked with in Silicon Valley that were private equity, venture capital backed, they really were pre-revenue and what they were trying to do was bring in really good talent. So it was, a, it was about the benefits package. It was about the technology. It was about being a professional environment when the business itself was at its infancy. 
uh, to, you know, organizations that I've worked with, let's say just here in St. Louis, manufacturing, um, you know, second generation that are looking for tools to optimize their workforce, to kind of step where they are now into the 21st century, because they've kind of been doing it this way for a while. And also clean up some of the archaic systems or perhaps, um, you know, we'll call it kind of tribal processes they had had up to that point and, and that really couldn't couldn't work in an ever-changing employment environment. And so it the, the key is that it has an impact. Um, it, it has an impact that one takes time and energy and puts it back into the employees and most importantly, importantly, the employer's hands to focus on what's most core to their success. Two, it gives them tools that they otherwise cannot have unless they want to pay a significant price tag to get them um, and have access to their employees at large. And, and three, it just uh, really kind of puts everybody in a really good place because they know that there's somebody, whether they sit in an office across town or they are, you know, vir more virtual employees that they're working on and keeping an eye on on the risks that revolve around that business because they have employees and that, that that organization is operating at a much lower degree of risk because they've gone out and put in place this really important relationship that protects them from what's out there. Yeah, yeah, of course. And as you're seeing companies, you know, expand their benefits, work from home seems to be one. And that typically mm -hmm. means people are out of state a lot more and there's a lot more regulations to, to jump through. I know that's something we've certainly come mm -hmm. across quite a bit with PEOMG. Um, tell me a little bit more about PEOMG. I know it's a unique model, of course, um, yep. but explain to me, I guess, how that fits into the PEO industry. Yeah, uh, I, I think we have a really cool place and it was born out of something that I recognized you know, once I was probably in at Insperity and having PEO conversations about two, three years in, which is that while Insperity was a tremendous solution for small to medium-sized business, it wasn't the right one for every single business, right? So, but when you work for a company and you believe in it like I did, and you believe in the solution itself as much as I did, like you kind of have a covenant to present those services in the best way you could. And there were times that we would be sitting with a particular type of small business and small business owner where Insperity really wasn't what they needed. They needed a PEO. They, they absolutely needed that. But, they, but Insperity, for a myriad of reasons, nothing against Insperity, just wasn't the right one. Um, and so I always thought that if somebody could have access to them all or to the best of them, that, that they could sit in that room and listen to the needs of that small business owner listen to the challenges that exist around being an employer of choice and managing things correctly and having the best tools and then work with them to establish not only what are the solutions for those needs, but what are their priorities? Like what are the things that really do have to be addressed and what are the things that need to be addressed later? And if someone could do that and then mirror and match those needs to the absolute right solution and philosophy, i.e. PEO, then that would be a really powerful, not only consulting tool, but just a really powerful tool for that small to medium sized business to be able to access that expertise. Yeah. And so, you know, my, my feeling was that that's something we can do here. Um, we can take that approach. We can work with the best in class PEOs and we can sit there with a really open and agnostic view to what's going on in that business and then go, you know what, this is the right organization for you. And that kind of leads me to the thing that we do that's different also is we do not provide multiple recommendations. 
We don't flood a business owner's desk with multiple proposals. We do all the work on the front end. And I believe that we can do that really, really well to understand those needs and priorities and then assign, i.e. recommend the right solution the first time. And then bring that PEO, that party into the room to talk about their services, talk about the value behind them and do their technology demos and proposals and really just lead them through a curated evaluation versus put them through that process five times over mm. and then create confusion and decision fatigue and ultimately frustration with the whole process. We can prevent that. We don't have to let everybody in the room. We can bring the one person or organization that is going to fix their, their challenges better than anybody else and make sure that that person has that opportunity to present in a vacuum where they're not uh, taking sales tactics to fend off competitors, where they're just operating within the best interest. And so that's what we do that's really different. And you know, to my knowledge, nobody else is doing it that way. And as a result, our clients are able to operate and really assess the fit that we recommend and, and not be confused by multiple parties. Yeah, no, that's really great. And then, of course, the relationship with PEOMG stays with them throughout the entire lifetime of the client being with a PEO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we never go away. Um, I'm sure at some point somebody would like for us to. No, just kidding. But I mean, I think that <laughs> our our relationship with them is notwithstanding the PEO. We are there to be an advocate and a trusted advisor all along the way. And, and that's because, you know, it's very possible three, five years in when there's some significant changes in the needs of that organization structurally, they might need to migrate to a different PEO or out of a PEO. And we need to be there to be able to help them do that. And that's what I believe nobody else is really doing. Or at least I think that's something that differentiates us. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. And Ryan, you know, it's, it is uh, recording this live in, in January now, but you still got your tree up. Is that coming down soon? It's, you know, it's a sad day in this household when the tree has to come down. So um, I, I, I wait, I drag my feet as long as I possibly can to, uh, to have to do that, but I, it, it's imminent. No, totally understand. Yeah. Well, with a unique business model, you know, with PEOMG, uh, tell me a little bit about, I guess, like the, the sales approach as you were a sales leader in, in the uh, lead gen and in the PEO space for a while, what's your, I guess, the go-to-market strategy around, um, around PEOMG and how you're approaching businesses? Yeah. Um, you know, we, we here, we have the luxury of having run a lead gen company and you just learn a tremendous amount about that. You learn a lot of really good tactics on how to have conversations with your ideal customers, the right types of conversations. Yeah. Um, you also learn a lot of things like what not to do, um, whether that's failed attempts by our lead gen company um, or just by what we've seen in the marketplace because we get rapid exposure to all the different things that are going out there. And so we've, we've really kind of got this, um, like what I'd like to call, you know, just, we've got a bunch of spokes in our wheel. You know, we're out there connecting people through social. We're out there connecting with people via LinkedIn and a very specific strategy that's been highly effective. Um, we've put a lot of effort into our brand and being different, you know, P-E-O-M-G, uh, you know, a playful pun on that PEO industry that is not always so playful. Yeah. And then, um, you know, we we have a lot of customers and referral partners and people who really love what we do. And, and so they've been 
so gracious to be able to put us in front of their network and the small and medium-sized business owners they know. And, and that's, that's been tremendous. And um, so, we, you know, we've had a really excited about the early success we've had, like you never want to get um, cocky or feel like, Hey, this thing's easy because generating meetings with your ideal customers um, is really challenging. So, but, you know, we're really excited about the start we've been on and, and the number of conversations we've been able to have and the number of engagements we've been able to move into um, here over our first, you know, four months. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, with the with things like the pandemic, you saw a lot of sales processes move to mm-hmm. virtual versions. And I think the PEO industry was no different. We talk a lot about how there's a, a large relationship value and face-to-face value in the PEO industry because of how uh, integral it is and how many, you know, hands are involved in the businesses of a PEO. And mm-hmm. so um, talk to me, I guess, a little bit about the the way you can go about having that meaningful relationship with these individuals and like, you know, how important a face-to-face meeting is essentially still in this industry compared to other ones you may have prospected in before. Sure. Yeah. It, it, I, I had gotten away from PEO for four years, which has brought me a lot of perspective. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not not just in the area of lead generation, but just getting away from the PEO and having time to think, you know, um, you know, my, a lot of people never leave the space once you get into it. And so I did have that opportunity to do it. And, you know, one thing that just came back uh, full force is how important the relationship is in this sale. Um, and, and for us, we don't sell, right? So we get to sit side by side, we get to sit right next to our customer and help them evaluate and determine this is right because we're not selling at all. But to build the relationship and the trust that comes before being able to guide somebody and that comes before really being considered a trusted advisor, Mm -hmm. there's just no greater impact than when you can sit down face-to-face, shake hands, and really just connect on that personal level. And we've worked with companies and it's been completely virtual and that's been so fantastic. And, and the way in which we're expanding, you know, at a regional and national level, like that's going to have to happen, but we're also going to recognize how critical that relationship is because it's based on trust and trust starts with that real intimate understanding of one another. And then trust becomes an accelerant for growth, growth in the relationship, growth in our business, growth in the business of our, our clients. And, so we'll, we will always put a deep emphasis on getting face-to-face with people as often as, as humanly possible. And I'm kind of glad to see that didn't go away, right? I, you know, uh, I'm glad to see that people still want that and that they don't want, always rely on Zoom. Zoom doesn't become this kind of firewall between people and relationships. And it can be a tool for efficiency, which is so great, but it hasn't become, you know, it hasn't removed the human element, which is so key because this is this solution is built for humans. It's built for making people um, better in their roles and giving them tools and resources. And, and it's a decision people, business owners always make about their people. Yeah, of course. And you'd mentioned that as the industry is evolving, it's becoming more about the tech that the PEO provides. And so certainly mm-hmm. people are almost treating it in some ways like uh, tech they might buy where they'll have that initial meeting you know, through Zoom or through the phone call. And then eventually it leads to a face-to-face meeting when they realize it's it's actually going to be a, a lot uh, more involved with the business and can help in a lot of different ways. Yeah. You almost, it, it's interesting how you see that occur in the Zoom or the room yeah. that you're in with somebody. They start to buy something that you're right, Rick, it's it's technology, right? And we, so we've, we've come accustomed to buying that more virtually. 
obviously the time in the pandemic um, created a comfort level with this that didn't completely exist before. But then once they see who that technology is actually going to impact, you almost see like a responsibility to have a deeper understanding of it that a tech demo doesn't provide. Yeah. Or even if a tech demo is the only way you can do it, like I got to get eyeball to eyeball with my sales consultant because they've got to know how serious this decision is because this technology that, you know, is now going to touch my people and it's going to touch my people's lives and their families. And I can't leave that up to chance. And so that's you see people actually kind of head into a conversation going like, hey, this is, you know, it's HR technology, it's payroll, it's this. I've bought other technologies before. And then when they see the ramifications that it could have because of who it touches and impacts, you see them almost kind of go, okay, I got to take this a little more serious. And that's great. I love that because when people start taking these kind of conversations off the technology and back to the people decision, Mm -hmm. they become that much more important. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. Um, That's fantastic. Well, what do you, uh, what are your outlooks for, the industry itself. It's, it's, it, you know, it's moving quick these days, it seems like. And I'm just kind of curious what you expect the next five, 10 years of the PEO industry uh, will, will look like. What are the evolutions of it? Yeah. Um, I cannot look that far into the future in this industry. I, I would be <laughs> lying if I told you it could, you know, because it surrounds the business of employment. And, you know, we just had something change here in the last, you know, three years with a pandemic and remote workforce and workforce, the concepts of workforce resiliency. So to try and predict um, what's going to happen over the next five or 10 years, uh, you know, I would, I would be losing credibility here out of the gate. Um, But what I, what I do know is going to happen is people, even with the advent of AI and all these different tools, like people have never been more key to an organization's success and to its culture. Right. So, Tool like so the the industry of PEO is going to continue to grow. It's going to continue to thrive, and those in which really take that away from the benefits conversation or the cost savings conversation, and really make it a, a people conversation, and get your clients and leaders within the organizations you work with to open up about how their people are so core to their success and what it means to lose them, and what are you doing now to keep them. Um, that's that's probably the biggest it's not a change it's neat it's just a progression that continues to need to occur because it's because the more overflow we get with tech the more people are going to care care about touch right touch and relationships with their people and like that's how you differentiate in peo you don't differentiate on technology we've they've all got it and they're all degrees of the same and yes some are better than others and Medical is really important and the, the savings that can be generated through the economy of scale is really important, but everybody kind of has options in that it sits in the mind and understanding of that business owner and that consultant and PEO's ability to really understand how their people drive that business forward further and faster than they can without them to really just just help them, right? Like, I mean, that's the thing. It's just stay ahead of the the people conversation and you will stay ahead of the curve. Yeah. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I feel like I'm thinking of like a, you know, there's a certainty in the PEO industry, like a death in taxes, but it's, it's something it's like, you know, it's a 
regulation and, and, and retention, you know, or something along those lines where it's like, there's always going to be certainties of things increasingly getting more complicated for small businesses. And there's always going to need to be the industry that is sort of the inverse of all the problems they have with the solutions. I don't know. Everybody says they're selling solutions, but as I'm learning more and more about the PEO industry, it just seems like they're solving more and more for small businesses and they keep adding more problems they can solve for them to the docket of what's being delivered by them. So it's uh, it's fascinating. I'm excited to, to be in the industry. And, you know, it's something that I've noticed everybody I've spoken to who's in the industry, you know, you included, is, is really passionate about it. Um, and I think it's just because of the impact that it really does deliver to almost every every business that uh, that comes in contact with one. And so um, it's it's exciting. Um, and so, you know, this is our, our first uh, and inaugural podcast, Ryan. I have some great info. Um, I think the listeners are going to really enjoy this and it's going to be part of a series we're going to do as we, uh, as we keep showing up here on your, your LinkedIn feed or as you're on your morning commute. And, uh, you know, thanks everybody for, for jumping in and listening and, um, uh, Ryan, any, uh, any signing off messages for the folks? It's been great. Um, even if nobody listens to it outside of Rick's mom, um, you know, this, this will have been a, a worthwhile experience because we get to talk about something we are passionate about. Um, PEO in people um, are, are synonymous with one another and, and being passionate about that and, and small to medium sized business owners just kind of flow, hopefully flows. You, you can feel it coming through the zoom or, or, or the microphone. It's um it's a really cool thing. And I, and I think that sometimes I, I hope this message hits all sorts of people from small, medium sized business owners to current PEO reps that go like to take stock in the fact that like you do something really, really cool. Like you change lives. You have the ability to change lives because when a small business thrives in this country, it creates more opportunity. It creates more income. It impacts not only that employee, but their family. It impacts the community they're a part of, um, you know, because company, you know, when organizations are thriving, the community that they reside in thrives as well. And, and you have the ability to impact that. And there's really nothing cooler than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thanks, Ryan. All right. Thanks everybody for listening. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn, PEOMG, as well as Instagram. And uh, go ahead and subscribe to us here on uh, Amazon or Apple, uh, wherever you listen to your podcast. Thanks, everybody.